how to become a Bitcoin billionaire on today's episode. Today's episode is brought to you by SEM Rush. Started in 2008 with one mission, to make online competition fair and transparent with equal opportunities for all. To find out how SEM Rush can help you compete with the big boys, go to servenomaster.com backslash SEM Rush today. Are you tired of dealing with your boss? Do you feel underpaid and underappreciated? If you want to make it online, fire your boss and start living your retirement dreams now, then you've come to the right place. Welcome to Serve No Master Podcast, where you'll learn how to open new revenue streams and make money while you sleep. Presented live from a tropical island in the South Pacific by best-selling author, Jonathan Green. Now, here's your host. A few years ago, I was at a conference and one of my friends, someone I've been friends with for a long time, was telling me how just he was killing it with Bitcoin. He made all this money and he put together this software that was an auto uh, Bitcoin success software. Basically, you would tell it whenever Bitcoin gets this low, buy, and whenever it gets this high, sell. And you set these two parameters so it would automatically run and take care of your Bitcoin investments. So you could move money in and out of Bitcoin all the time and take advantage of the fluctuating market. Now, this was actually at the time Bitcoin was peaking and the value of a Bitcoin right then was around $1,100. And in the years since, Bitcoin has been dropping and dropping and dropping. At certain points in the last year, Bitcoin was in the five to $600 range. So it would have been like taking every dollar and turning it into 50 cents. No matter how good your strategy is, if you buy at $1,100 and Bitcoin never goes back to that price, you have no chance. Now, yesterday I talked in the, in the previous episode, we talked in the webinar about webinars and how you can say certain things to date when a lesson takes place and unfortunately I'm going to do that now but it's because we're talking about currency markets with uh, the recent election with the election of Donald Trump in the United States the entire economic system has been changing over the last month where I live abroad I can tell you right now my money is worth five percent more every dollar I have is now spending like a dollar five in the month since he was elected that's a massive shift in economic value and I never talk about politics on the show and I never will I don't care about politics what I care about is how things affect me and I care that instead of getting 34 Thai bot to the dollar or 35 I'm getting more than 36 that's a huge bump if you think about that that's a 1 out of 33 change more than 30 percent change when you move one bot difference and I'm not talking about the exchange rates if you go to xe.com they show you the official exchange rates but you'll never get that number no matter where you go in the world. You can go to any bank, any exchange shop, and they give you a different number. They never give you that website number. So the number I'm talking about is when I actually have been withdrawing money from ATMs and when I've been moving money around. Just last night, I bought a pair of slacks. I haven't bought a pair of pants in five or six years because where I live, it's too hot. But in, for this conference, I need one pair of khakis just in case. And they showed me two prices. They offered me the price in dollars or the Tyson bot. And then the exchange rate they offered me was uh, about 35 and I said well I know that it's more than 36 right now so I'm certainly not falling for that I'm not gonna pay in dollars I'd rather let my own bank give me the better exchange rate following that understanding exchange rates will allow you to spend your money more but if you're not traveling abroad one of the ways you can get into the foreign exchange game is by understanding Bitcoin And let me give you a real brief simple overview Bitcoin is a currency that is created when certain mathematical formulas are met so you can actually become a Bitcoin miner. You can buy a very expensive computer that does operations all the time. And when it completes a certain number of mathematical formulas, it generates a single Bitcoin. That's how Bitcoin farm works. That's how that whole system works. So 
Computers often work in parallel or work together, and they each earn part of a Bitcoin. When Bitcoin first started, it was like a dollar to the Bitcoin. And now, uh, with the advent of the election, Bitcoin is on the way up for the first time in a really long time. As of right now, Bitcoins are $770. If you bought your Bitcoins two months ago or even the day after the election, you would have seen a nice bump in your value, a very similar jump. So what's interesting to see is that all currencies right now are being affected in the same way. The dollar is getting stronger and it's affecting the value of everything. So the value of Bitcoin has really gone up, which is very nice if you recently bought Bitcoin. Now, I know this episode is called How to Become a Bitcoin Billionaire and understanding how Bitcoin works is so critical. See, the people who first made tons and tons of money with Bitcoin, there's only a few people that made a ton of money with Bitcoin. There were people that got in very early when Bitcoin was a dollar or two dollars and they bought a million dollars worth of Bitcoins. And that turns a million dollars into $770 million, doesn't it? Those are the people that made huge amounts of money. Other than that, there was the guy who ran Silk Road, which was a dark web website that let you buy and sell drugs and assassins. And he got caught, uh, tried to hire three different hitmen. And so when he was arrested, all of his Bitcoins, his Bitcoin currency, was confiscated by the United States government. So now the United States owns a couple hundred million dollars in Bitcoins. It's one of the reasons that even though the United States said, oh, we'll never admit this is a real currency, they're kind of stuck in the situation because they also possess a bunch of it. So they either have to say, hey, uh, we have $100 million we want to throw away, or we actually, it was more than that. We actually have almost a billion dollars. We're going to throw it away. <laughs> we don't want this billion dollars anymore. Or they have to try and sell a currency or something. So it's an interesting situation. Most people think of Bitcoin as super anonymous, which is a total lie. In order to anonymize your funds, you have to go through multiple steps. For example, the platform that I use, and I'll post a link below, when I buy Bitcoins to sign up for the account, I had to send in a copy of my passport and I had to, uh, whenever you buy stuff, use a credit card. Okay, so when you're buying the currency, there's no privacy at all. How could it possibly be privacy if you're buying the currency with dollars and with your identity? Now, you can then take that money and anonymize it if you move it into a separate Bitcoin wallet. Whenever money's moved around by Bitcoin, it can't be traced. There's no traceability. So if I give you $5 in Bitcoin, no one can ever tell that it was me that gave you $5 or that you received my $5. There's no way to see the connection between the two of us. So if you have multiple Bitcoin accounts and you move from one account to the second to the third, that's when you start to get a little bit anonymous. But you have to move it into an account that you've never used for the same computer. So if you use the same laptop for managing all three accounts, guess what? Your IP is on all three. You're not anonymous anymore. The way they caught the Silk Road guy Okay? This is someone who had made hundreds of millions of dollars by having the eBay for drugs on a hidden website. 15 years ago, he posted a question on a forum using the same email address, and it had an IP from a coffee shop. 15 years later, that one little post is how he got caught, asking a simple question about setting up uh, something in the back end of a website. That's all it takes is one little glitch. So to be completely untraceable is nearly impossible. You have to use air-gapped computers, you have to use multiple computers in multiple locations, you have to hide your IP, you have to do all of these really complicated technical steps. And if you ever log into the internet without doing one of these steps, your security is broken. So the obsession with security of Bitcoin is not something that I'm really caught up in. I'm not a big believer in that because I think there are a lot of ways to trace you with your Bitcoin. And if the government really, really wants to find you, they will. So I understand the idea of having a bit of protection. I also understand the idea of having a currency that's not tied to a nation. 
No one knows who invented Bitcoin. A guy from Australia claimed he did. Turns out he probably didn't because he couldn't prove that he did. There are some really amazing shifts and blockchains are becoming a really powerful thing. There's more than 50 cryptocurrencies now. There's Litecoins, there's Steam coins, there's all these other currencies and people get really into them. And you can make a lot of money, but you have to be very mathematical. It has to be the whole thing you focus on, which I'm not a, a big fan of because at the end of the day, there will always be an element of gambling because if the currency drops, if the market drops out of the currency, for example, if the United States federal government said, you know what, Bitcoin is illegal in the United States, the currency market would drop out and your, your Bitcoins would be back to be worth, being worth a dollar. You lose more than 99% of the value of your money overnight. So there are single points of vulnerability. Whenever a business has a single point of vulnerability, I'm not a big fan. But the way to use Bitcoin is when you want to hire people or when you want to do transactions that you don't want to be super public or you want to have a little bit private records or avoid things appearing on your taxes, that's some of the benefits. The idea that you could become a Bitcoin billionaire these days is pretty much a fallacy. The only way to make money is to treat it as currency speculation. It's the same thing as Forex. If you see it in the same way, that's an approach. And if you're very good at foreign exchange markets, you can do well. Some of the things you can do with Bitcoins, the value of having Bitcoins and I need to move more and more into doing this is that you can move money from one bank to another internationally without paying any fees. It's a way to bypass currency exchange markets. I don't actually do this. I have a friend who's an expert and always promising to teach me how to do it, how to move money from a foreign bank account to a bank account in uh, Asia without having to pay any of those fees. And it's a way to move your money around and take more control of your money. That's the area where you can become really successful with Bitcoin. So as I move forward and as I get my friend to teach me how to do that, I'll eventually uh, share that through some blog posts and step-by-step showing how you can move your money the same way. That's a really valuable thing and it can allow you to move money in certain ways. You can also get paid in Bitcoin, which is really non-taxable. Unless someone is actively trying to find and go through all of your accounts and go through your laptop and everything, you do have a high level of an anonymity. So understanding Bitcoin and having a really basic understanding, and this is really like the most basic way of explaining Bitcoin, just to get you a little bit of a taste so you kind of understand the way this currency works. I'm not a big fan of jumping deep head first into this market because if you're trying to make profit purely from Bitcoin speculation, then it's all about luck. And yes, we're at a time right now when Bitcoin is back on the way up. But if I'd gotten in when my friend tried to talk me into it, he was like, they're at $1,100. They're going to hit $2,000. I'm sure of it. Starting about a week later, and for the past three or four years, Bitcoin's been on the way down. Yes, there's a little bump right now. But the odds of Bitcoin going back up to $1,000 are very slim. And again, you're dealing with exchanges and you're dealing with people just guessing what they think it's worth. And as long as you're kind of in that type of game, it's very hard to be a winner. Adding Bitcoin to your business does allow you to do some pretty interesting things. There are a larger segment of people, especially younger people under the age of 30, who do most of their online shopping via Bitcoin. Now, this is where the profit lies for people like you and me. If you're targeting people under the age of 30, many of them don't have credit cards, they don't feel comfortable doing credit cards online or any of those things. You sell your products and offer Bitcoin as a purchase option. 30 to 40% of that market that no one else is reaching opens up to you. And this is where you can make real money. You can get access to a customer base that your competitors won't touch because your competitors don't understand Bitcoin. You can't buy on Amazon with Bitcoin yet. Now, eventually they may open it up. Some of the bigger companies out there have started opening up Bitcoin options. Now, I currently don't directly accept Bitcoin through my shopping cart, and that's because my shopping cart doesn't have the technology set up. 
once they do, I will accept it as a currency because it's all the same to me. I have a little Bitcoin wallet. I have less than $20 in it. I don't keep a lot of money in Bitcoin. I keep it because sometimes people want to get paid for micro tasks. Some of the people that I hire for micro tasks would rather be paid into Bitcoin. And a dollar in Bitcoin is something like 0. 0.0000088. So whenever I send the money, it's such a small fraction of a Bitcoin, but it's how people like to do transactions in certain areas. And so it's one of the ways you can pay people to do micro tasks. When you're looking at taking and accepting this new currency, you want to understand the complexity. There's basically Bitcoin exchanges where you store, where you buy your Bitcoins, and then there's your wallet where you store your Bitcoins. There are several different ways you can store your money. You can store the money inside of a USB key, you can store it inside of your laptop, or you can store it on a remote server. Beyond that, I would love to explain it to you in more detail, but the science is a little bit beyond me. I have to admit to you when we've reached the edge of my knowledge, the danger of keeping all of your Bitcoin in an exchange is that a few years ago an exchange got raided and no one knows how much money was stolen except for the victims. And even then, it's hard to tell because everything's anonymous. If someone's able to hack in and break into an account because there's a vulnerability, there's nothing you can do. You can't prove your money was stolen because it's anonymous. So there's a profit and loss, a benefit and a negative to having your money stored this way. Now, if you store your money in a USB key, the benefit is that you're protected from any type of hacking. No one can, no one can breach that. However, if someone steals your USB key, or if it gets wet, your money's gone. So there's a vulnerability no matter how you store your money because it's not protected like a bank account. There's no FDIC insurance. There's no one to go to and say, hey, my Bitcoin got stolen. None of that's real. You don't have that option. That's the price of being anonymous, right? You want to be anonymous, so you're always anonymous, even if you want to get your money back. So when you're looking at Bitcoin, I do recommend if you're accepting Bitcoin, and I think it's a very smart move going forward. I think it's the one currency that more and more people like to spend using. It helps them feel like they're anonymous. Really, I think when people are spending money Bitcoins, it just makes them feel cool and futuristic. And why not let people do that? Who cares? But I do recommend that you move your money out of Bitcoin uh, once a week or every few days. I don't really recommend keeping like 80% of your currency and Bitcoin. I do think there's a lot of value in diversification. Now you can convert Bitcoin into physical coins and you can convert it into gold quite easily. So there's something cool you can do. Let's say you just have a killer month and you sell $10,000 worth of stuff and $4,000 that was in Bitcoin. Now there's no record financially. Um, there's no record in your bank account or anywhere else of that $4,000. But you don't want to leave it in Bitcoin because it's there's vulnerability. You can lose it in several different ways. The way you have a USB key, wherever you have it stored, right? Anything could happen, you can lose access to your money. You can directly spend Bitcoin and buy gold, and now you have a physical thing. So what's interesting is you turn a very digital anonymous currency into a very physical anonymous currency. And that's one of the ways you can really protect yourself. And I think there's something about it that's really cool when you're doing that. You can have money you receive anonymously and you can put it into a storage place. So if you're one of those people that's thinking about surviving a coming apocalypse or zombie apocalypse or protecting yourself, and I have a lot of friends who store money in gold, this is one of the ways to do it. So you can go from something totally ephemeral and just numbers on the internet to something totally real, which is a bar of gold in your fist. That's what's really cool. And that's what I recommend you start thinking about if you're thinking about how to stay anonymous and you want to kind of protect yourself from currency markets, gold always stays strong. I'm not into gold speculation either. I don't do that. I know some people who do and they're like, oh, I made $100 on gold speculation over the last six months. Well, it's six months work for $100. That's not a very good ROI. There are plenty of people that teach uh, precious metal speculation and foreign exchange speculation, all those things. That's not something I'm personally into. 
It's very complicated to learn. You could certainly make a lot of money, but everyone I know lost a lot of money doing it. So you'll notice that I never recommend Forex courses, no matter, even when I recommend other people's stuff, I never recommend Forex because I don't understand it. And if I don't understand something and I don't do it, I don't feel comfortable talking to you about it. Anything I share with you is only something I've done and actually made money from. So I have used Bitcoins to make a little money in the past, and that's the techniques that I'm sharing with you. Uh, currency speculation is something that I, I'm not comfortable going into because to me, it's just gambling where you have to do lots and lots of math, but you still aren't totally in control. I don't like having luck as an element in my business, and gambling always includes luck as an element. I'm going to post a couple of links below this episode in the show notes in, into ways you can integrate accepting Bitcoin payments into your business. And that will allow you to open up your market to people that no one else is reaching. There are also uh, some Bitcoin exchanges that can show you all of the different Bitcoins in their current value. So there's right now, the exchange I check out or the tracking side I look at shows you the top 50 cryptocurrencies. And you can be someone who hops from currency to currency as well. You can move from this coin to that coin to this coin to that coin and make money that way going through all these different exchanges. It's not something that really excites me. It makes me nervous because all these other coins, I, ha I don't really know anything about. I only know about Bitcoins, Litecoins, and Steam. Those are the three currencies I'm pretty familiar with. And even then, I wouldn't feel comfortable jumping into speculation simply because the one time someone tried to talk me into it, the money's lost 40% of its value since then. So accept Bitcoin. Open yourself up to a new market, more and more millennials. And now that I know that I'm a millennial, now that I found that out recently, I feel very comfortable advocating and speaking on the behalf of the rest of my generation of millennials. <laughs> Everyone else who's a millennial is younger than me. So I'm the leader of my generation, it turns out. And if you want to get access to those 20-somethings, if you want to get access to those uh, parts of the economy, accepting Bitcoins will really open something up, especially because many people... They bought Bitcoins when they were worth a lot more, so they don't want to move it back to dollars. So they have Bitcoins sitting frozen in their account. And there are a lot of really cool things you can do in the Bitcoin market. And I really recommend that you uh, take the time to look at those opportunities. I think that setting up accepting Bitcoin as a payment option will really make some cool things happen. Even if you don't feel ready to accept it as directly through your shopping cart, you can simply say, email me if you want to pay via Bitcoin. And you can have them do a point-to-point -point purchase via Bitcoin, and then you give them access manually. And now that I say that, I realize I probably have to set up the same option on my website. I'm actually going to email my service provider and see when we can start accepting Bitcoins. I know I mentioned to them a few weeks ago. So it is a feature that I'm eventually going to be accepting. It's just a matter of setting up the technology. As you know, I'm always setting up and updating technology and trying to make things better and better and better for your experience. So do expect and maybe by the time you hear this episode i'll be able to finally accept bitcoin really easily just as easily as accept credit cards think about ways you can use technology to grow your business whenever you see something new enter the market whether it's a new social media platform a new way of money moving around any of these things you always want to think how can i profit from this rather than the most obvious things of currency speculation simply accepting the currency opens up a new direction and that's thinking a little bit outside the box because so few people accept the currency still very very few few people accept bitcoin and part of it uh, the reason a lot of big corporations don't do it is because they're afraid of storing a huge amount of money in bitcoin in case bitcoin gets declared illegal or that's declared uh you're not allowed to own it in the 19 i think 40s or 30s definitely in the first half of the uh, the 20th century the united states federal government said it was illegal for people to own gold most people used to have their savings in gold and precious metals, and it became illegal. So don't think the federal government's never done it before. They've, <laughs> they've done it before. They took away everyone's money. That's when they switched dollars and made it a floating currency. See, the value in the dollar 
only comes from how much trust people have in the federal government. So whoever becomes president, whatever decisions the federal government make, those change the value of your money. That's why the dollar is going up and down. The dollar used to be tied to a certain amount of gold. One dollar is worth this much gold, and it was a fixed value. That's gone. In fact, the dollar's lost about 98% of its value since then. The price of gold has gone up. The value of the dollar has gone way, way down. It's called floating the currency. What can you do? It's what the government makes, and that's what they did. And so as much as I understand totally believing in dollars, the dollar can crash too. I've been in situations, and this happened to Australians, and the Australian dollar has lost about 20% of its value in the last few years. So they watched a lot of their money disappear. It can happen with federal currencies when they're tied to the wrong thing. The reason Australia is suffering is because their dollar, their money is actually tied to oil and some other natural resources, and the price of oil has gone down, which means the value of the Australian dollar has gone down, what it's tied to, because most of their international money comes from their natural resources. Same thing for Canada. So yeah, I only understand a little bit about currencies, but I do understand a little bit. I know a little about things. So just as much as the Bitcoin value is very fluid, the dollar is the exact same thing. So it's still speculation. Keeping all of your money in dollars is still a form of speculation. And whether you keep your money in dollars or Bitcoin is simply in what do I have more faith in? My government or this anonymous money currency that no one knows who made it? Because it's shrouded in mystery. Those are two ways to look at it. And that's really what it's all about. So I think there's a value in storing some of your money in different currencies. If you want to see if your money can go up, yeah, keeping some of Bitcoin's worth it. I would never do more than 10% of what you got coming in. But if you want money that won't go down, gold's a really good way to do it. Gold might not double in value, but it will stand the test of time. So it depends what you're preparing for and what you want to be ready for. See, if you have all your money in Bitcoin and a massive EMP goes off and the internet collapses, well, that money's worthless. But if you have gold, it's still the value of the gold will go up in that situation. If you don't feel ready for gold, you can also get into the silver game or some other precious metals. These are things that, again, I'm not really big into. It's not really what I do with my money. But I just want to give you a little bit of feel for Bitcoin and how you can bring Bitcoin into your business. What I do recommend is accepting Bitcoin right now as a payment. And I'll share some links with you below this episode for ways you can accept payment and ways you can get into the Bitcoin game to at least let people pay you that way. If that's their preferred payment method, why not? That's really valuable. And that's the real secret to becoming a Bitcoin billionaire. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Serve No Master. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss another episode. We'll be back tomorrow with more tips and tactics on how to escape that rat race. Head over to servenomaster.com forward slash podcasts now for your chance to win a free copy of Jonathan's bestseller, Serve No Master. All you have to do is leave a five-star review of this podcast. See you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Serve No Master podcast. Head over to servenomaster.com backslash podcasts right now to find out how you can win a free copy of my brand new book.